Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. We're going to get right into the word. Amen. And of course, we are talking about Encounter, this series that we've been talking about. This has been a year-long series called the Encounter, called Encounter, the Faces of Deliver. And this particular segment uh, is called the Faces of Deliverance. Uh, deliverance. Um, but with the encounter series that we've been challenged to really seek God and to get to know uh, how we can stay in, pro- in proximity to God. And even as we are looking for God to move in us, we've learned that we have to have the encounter to be fulfilled or to walk in a fulfilled life. Um, this segment, the faces of deliverance, we understand in order to receive deliverance spiritually, we have to have that encounter. We have to be able to be in the presence of God to to have all that God has in store for us. Uh, in order for us to walk in freedom, we have to be in proximity to God to be free. And so I just want to uh, encourage us this morning to even as we're taking on the uh, and looking into what we what God is speaking to us in regards to deliverance, we have to uh, think about and talk about where's the access? How do we get access to God? How do we get access and stay uh, in the presence of God? Who has that access? And if we don't have that access, how do we get the access? And so I just want to ask you this morning, have you ever felt like you were on the outside looking in? Have you ever felt like you were in position to uh, get what God has for you? Or even if there, even if you weren't able to uh, tangibly get to what God had for you, did you ever feel like there was like a gatekeeper or something keeping you outside uh, of what, of being in the presence, right? Whether it be society, whether it be even sometimes our own selves, we find ourselves play, uh, sometimes we find ourselves on the outside looking in. And so I just want to encourage you this morning again that, you know, you do have you will have access. You do have access to God, but we have to make sure that we are tapping into what God has for us. I want you to think about some of the times that you, you know, could wrap your mind around, you know, being free. You can wrap your mind around, you know, being able to get in touch with, you know, what God wants you to have or you having access to that. But today I want you to uh look at, you know, sometimes in times past, there's been, you've been reluctant, or if you've been, uh, if you've, if you felt like you were uh, not able to, to, uh, to touch base with what God had, why was that? Was that reluctancy because of you didn't feel like you were worthy of it? Was that reluctancy because you felt guilty in some areas or some situations? That's what we're going to touch on today. And so I just want you to, uh, uh, as we get into the word, I want you to find yourself in a place where you say, okay, I can have that with that, with that same uh, uh, tenacity uh, or zeal or passion for, you know, even where we've looked at trying to get, deliver ourselves in some manners, trying to um, get out of that, uh, get into, uh, get to a place where we are able to be okay and do the things that we're supposed to do in God. We've, uh, you know, I want you to have that, that same zeal, same passion, same desire that you once had and get back in the presence of God and know that God's going to do it. And God's going to make, uh, God's going to usher you into what God has for you. So, Today, what we're talking about, I say all that to say what we're talking about today is deliverance. And today's message, today's title is DoorDash. DoorDash. You are going to, deliverance is at the door. DoorDash, deliverance is at the door. And I want you to take into and understand that even with some of the things that you've been, uh, again, there's been, there's been some separation there's been some areas where you felt like things were tangible. You were just at, things were at your fingertips, but you just couldn't put your hands on it. I want to encourage you that right now, the deliverance is at the door. And we're going to, even as we go into the word, we're going to see how God is going to uh, show us that he's just that tangible, that Jesus is just at an arm's length, but we have to make sure that we are getting in that presence. 
Amen. So let's go into chapter 10. The verse, actually, the scripture that we're going to be coming from is uh, chapter 10, John, John chapter 10. The first, uh, we're going to read chapter 10, John 10, the first verse, uh, one through 10. Amen. So if you have, and I'm going to actually read it, but if you can, please stand for the reading of the word. Chapter 10. Verse one, it reads, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger's. This parable spake Jesus unto them, saying that they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. In verse 7, then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 8, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Verse 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Door dash. Amen. Amen. The deliverance is at the door. And so today I want you to say to yourself, I'm going to get what ha God has for me. I am going to uh, receive what God has for me. I'm going to walk in my deliverance and even understand, I understand that going forth today, I am going to walk in what God has for me. So even again, this scripture starts off, uh, starts us off in chapter 10, verse one, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into, into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So even if it starts off, it says, verily, verily. Well, that's to us, it's, uh, he's saying truth, truthfully, 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 right? Uh, and sometimes we have to understand that, you know, this is us looking at Jesus talking to us and saying to us, okay, for real, for real, this is what I want you to take away. And sometimes we have to understand that we have not always walked in the truth, or we haven't always looked at what's happening and taken it in as truth, right? Sometimes, you know, we, some of us want to live in a fantasy. Some of us want to dwell in that uh, a, a fantasy realm and not necessarily uh, uh, look at what's happening around us. Even for some of us, you know, some of us, we said, well, okay, well, we've been delivered before. I don't need to be delivered again. Or I've, I've walked in deliverance before, and that was good for a certain time frame, but I don't necessarily need to change. There's nothing that needs to, that, I, that I need to change in me uh, for me to get in God or stay in God, right? But I want you to know that this morning, this word is for all of us. God is saying, okay, there's some truth to what he's saying. And there's some things that he wants us to look at. And to be honest with you, some of us, we have to be real and understand in order for us to be free, in order for us to be delivered, we have to start being real. And he says, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So even as he's talking, he's speaking about Pharisees, the scribes and the Pharisees. And of course, we know the story about the scribes and the Pharisees, how they pretty much put themselves in a place as leaders of the people, right? But they were teaching human traditions more so than teaching God's, you know, and, and teaching uh, uh, human uh, teaching ways. Right. As opposed to living them out. Right. Or showing by example what the people should do. They will talk about God's commandments, but they were also, uh, you know, basically keep people captive by the rules and regulations that the law set or that the uh, that the the. Uh, society was set in saying this is what you should do as as believers but jesus comes along to show them that there's an alternative way and and, and even as you know of course there's so many things politically happening here where you know even the the mere existence of jesus goes against what the pharisees were all about they were about strengthening their own power they were about strengthening their own uh, uh their own uh their own perceptions right 
uh, uh, on the people. And even when we think about that, how that looks today, right? We know that there's so, uh, we are driven in this society that there's, uh, you know, there's, uh, we look at, you know, the likes uh, and being influencers and, and people that are always, people always have an opinion on what you should do. You can log in now and find, you know, there's an opinion about anything and about everything, whether it be from uh, how you're supposed to dress or how you're supposed to look or even how you're supposed to follow God in some, uh, or even if there is a God, there are so many people that have uh, an opinion that want, and that we kind of, that we sometimes look to and say this is what uh uh this is what I should do and can and, and to be honest that that takes away uh that takes away from what we should be doing how we should be focusing on what God is trying to show us right and so even in this you know the Pharisees and the scribes they rob the rob the flock like like and, and like wolves they destroy and then and then as hired laborers they work for their own profit without any real concern for the flock. But even as we look at this, you know, looking at how Jesus is calling this out and showing us this is what the Pharisees are doing. These are sometimes these are outside influences. Can I be honest? Some of us, we do that to ourselves, right? Sometimes we tell ourselves this is what we need to do. Or we tell ourselves this is where we need to go. Or this is what we say, okay, and sometimes we get caught up in our own minds on what we think, uh, what uh, what's going to be the right thing for us to do. And we don't even go to God to, in prayer. Or we put our own uh, um, mindset or, uh, or mentality regarding certain situations. And we don't even necessarily go to what the Bible says in regards to what we should do. So sometimes we rob ourselves of our deliverance. Sometimes we rob ourselves of getting right with God or getting on the same page with God because we have our own mindset and our own ways of thinking about that, thinking about things. Sometimes it's easier for us to come up with a four-step program or come up with bullet points to uh, to 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 walk on uh, to walk along. Uh, or sometimes we, you know, what does that look like? Sometimes we come up with quotes, right? Or we read quotes and take quotes on for ourselves and say this is what we should do. But we're not necessarily tapping into what God is saying for you in this situation, in this circumstance, right now. And sometimes even that shows up when we are trying to help someone else along. And I'm not saying that sometimes, you know, you don't have good motives and good intentions, but sometimes when you're trying to help someone else and they're trying to, and you're trying to see what, uh, what you can do to help, they come to you. And instead of showing them what the Bible says, we give them what we would say, we give them what we would do. So I just want to encourage us to just take another look on what God is saying in this first scripture. Truthfully, truthfully, if you're going through this another way, if you're going into deliverance another way, if God is, uh, uh, if you're not going in this with knowing that you're putting God at the precipice, that there's some things that God is doing, uh, or God is showing you that there's things you're doing that's not in alignment to what he says. Go on to verse two. It says that he, but he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. He that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And so even as God is saying that, you know, if you're going in through the door, the person, the one that's going in through the door is the one is the shepherd, is the shepherd. And so when we look at the shepherd, the definition for shepherd uh, is to, or, or what a shepherd is basically, is he protects, he instructs, he advises and encourages us. And he pulls us where we need to be. And so even when we think about, you know, even we were talking about, you know, with Psalm 23, you know, the scripture says, you know, he makes us to lie down in green pastures and leads us beside still waters. That instruction or, or that that um, perception of what a, a, shepherd, a shepherd does is he's leading us to a place where, you know, green pastures, that's a place where it's fruitful, right? He leads us to a place that, you know, where we're going to be able to thrive and we're going to be able to live. And to be honest with you, and some of us, you know, it, it shows us a little bit about, you know, what we're talking about with sheep. Sheep have to be pulled. You know, the comparison between sheep and cattle, cattle can be pushed 
to a certain location uh, and, 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 and prior to a certain location, but sheep have to be pulled. They have to have the ears to hear where instructions coming from and they have to have their eyes set on something that's gone before them and they and can show that it's going to be okay and for some of us we have been uh you know we those green pastures we have to be pulled to a place some of us we start by talking about thanksgiving coming up you know where there's food and there's comfort that's a good place that's a place for us to be right and so sometimes we have to find ourselves uh uh in a place where we are going to be pulled to a place where everything's going to be all right where there's going to be food where there's going to be a uh, uh, stability and, and, and food you know of course is a symbol uh, symbolic of uh, a place where we're able to thrive right and also still waters and truth be told some of us are a little bit scary some of us are not are, are, are so concerned about, you know, we're too, we're afraid to go forward. Some of us are too afraid to go backwards. Some of us are even afraid to go laterally, but we have to make sure that we are uh, uh, in tune to what God is saying. And if God says, it's, is, is God is calling us to move forward and pulling us to move forward, then we have to move forward. If God is pulling us to the left or to the right, we have to make sure that we're shifting and moving with God. He's telling us that he's the shepherd. He's telling us that there is one that's going to give us instruction. There is one that's going to advise. There is one that's going to, to encourage and, and be able to be in, uh, in tune to what, uh, to what God is saying concerning us as his people. But anyway, let's go to verse three. So but in verse three, he says, to him, the porter openeth. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And that's so awesome because we know that that even as the porter, the porter is uh, the definition for a porter is a gatekeeper. And so even when we think about, you know, the one that's the 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 gatekeeper, he is the one that understands who's supposed to be let in, right? He and, and even when you start talking about that, have you ever been locked out? And I'm not just talking about, you know, the, that, that, you know, being uh, that on the outside looking. Sometimes it feels like you're just on the outside and lo uh, looking in on certain situations. And I know, you know, even for myself, you know, uh, there's been a time where I was locked out of the house. You know, I was uh, cutting the grass and, and my own kids locked me out of the house. Because, you know, truth be told, it probably was because they were trying to keep Ethan from coming, my littles, littles when Ethan, from coming out of the house. But that feeling of being uh, uh, locked out, is a, when you think about that feeling, it's a feeling, uh, 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 you feel hurt, right? <laughs> you, feel, uh, you feel like you're on the outside looking in and you're like, that's where the water is. I'm thirsty. You know, I'm hot. Uh, 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 you know, I want to go in. There's air conditioning on the inside. I'm on the outside and you're just looking in the window trying to get someone's attention. And some of us, we, that's where we are. That's what we feel like. We've, we've been on the outside looking in when it comes to our uh, a relationship with God. How can we get back in? How can we get in the presence of of God. And even when we start talking about the title, deliverance, you know, DoorDash, deliverance at the door, there's sometimes there's an urgency to wanting to get back in, right? So even when you start looking at the door, you're on the outside of that door, but you realize like, I want to get in. There should be, a, 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 like I said, there's a, there's, he understands that there's a place where there's a comfort. He understands where there's a place of stability. He understands there's a place of, 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 of where there's safety and we understand that that there's something else better on the other side of that door and here we are we're talking about the porter the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice so even as the porter is opening the door he's calling and it says the sheep hear his voice and so the funny thing about when we start talking about you know we're talking about the 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 the, the sheepfold the sheepfold is a collection of different flocks and just like uh, society or just like, you know, the world around us. Right. There's going to be different flocks for different uh, uh, different people for different sets. Right. And there's different, uh, you know, even when you start thinking about how this, you know, looks as uh, when we start talking about the what God is doing and God there, he understands that there are certain people that are not earmarked for him. They can't hear his voice yet but we are that number that you know can hear his voice we are that number we are those people that can hear god's voice 
And even when we start talking about, you know, there's uh, when God calls, there are going to be certain people that go that going to gravitate towards. And then there's going to be certain people that gravitates away. But he calls his own sheep by name. Yes, he knows just who you are. Yes, he knows exactly who he's calling on. Yes, he knows exactly what he's saying and who he's speaking to. So some of us, you know, when we start talking about deliverance, and again, we start talking about, we say, well, I've already been delivered. I don't need to be delivered anymore. Yes, you do. He knows exactly who you are and he's calling you by name and letting you know, yes, there's some things that you need to work through. Yes, there's some things that you need to change. Yes, there's some things that's neat that you need to that need to be un, 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 that you need to unfold and unpackage and get to the real heart of the matter, because there are some things that you're fighting against. And there are some things that you're that's chasing you, but you don't want to. And sometimes that's what, what sheep do. They don't have a real true defense mechanism. And so they just turn themselves off to everything that's going on around them. But there are some things that God wants to show us this morning and let us know that there are some things he wants to show you that you need to avoid. There are some things that you need to, to tap into him to show you there's a better way. Because he says, he calls them by name. He calls you by name to lead you out. You don't have to stay in that same situation. You don't need to stay in the same in that same circumstance. And some of us, we realize there's a better way, but I don't want. But it's, it's again, I'm afraid to change because if I change, this is my identity. If I change, this is who people know me as. Right. Sometimes we we get caught up in who we think we are, and we don't walk in the change that God has for us. But He wants to lead you out. Will you be here? Will you be able to hear him this morning? And that can be in anything. God can lead you out of anything, whether that be healing, whether that be deliverance from fear, whether that be uh, deliverance from doubt, whether that be deliverance from your past. God wants to lead you out. Jesus wants to be the one to be able to lead you out. Let's go to verse four. In verse four, it says, and when he put it forth his own sheep, he goes before them. Let's not look over the put it forth. So put it forth means to make known or state as fact, right? And so even as we're talking about uh, 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 Jesus is saying, this is a fact that you're my sheep. And sometimes we didn't necessarily know. And we were going on by, by you know, it was like, am I saved? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever asked that question like am i saved am i really does god is god really mindful of me is god really paying attention to what i'm going through and said this is a, a a matter of fact this is he's making it known to this is a state and he's stating this as fact he knows who you are and that you're his and so as he knows that and as he's marked that down he's going before you Right. It says he goes before them and the sheep follow him. So he's going before. In some of the he's going before us in some of those things that we're fighting against. So, yes, he knows, you know, what what, uh, you know, what you're going through. He's mindful of what you're going through. And some of us, you know, we don't take into consideration that, you know, of course, Jesus knows us. But he, he not only does he know the situation we're in, but he knows us. And who we are in the midst of that situation. He knows you're going to be a little bit feisty. He knows you're going to have an attitude some days. He knows you're going to be you're frustrated with your right now. He knows that you can get over it and get better. For some of us, we don't necessarily see what we're supposed to be. But God sees. And God knows. And so even in that, he's saying that. He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Now, let me ask you this this morning. Are your ears stopped up? Sometimes it feels like, okay, okay, we got some wax built up in the spirit, right? Sometimes it's like we can only hear God in certain situations. We can only hear God when we, we want to, right? Sometimes we stop up our ears because, you know, what's what he's saying doesn't seem like the thing that we want to hear. Again, we were talking about the truth earlier. The truth is sometimes God is speaking and saying to you, hey, you know, you need to change in this area. Sometimes God is speaking and saying, you know, I, I know you hear me 
I know you know you need to do better. And sometimes we have, we stop up our ears, but I want us to clean out our ears this morning. I want us to think about, okay, well, amen, God, I know that there are some things I know I have to change in order for me to be better. In order for me to be delivered, there's going to be some things I know I need to change. I need to be free. And if I'm, if I'm to be free, if I'm going to walk in this freedom that you have for me, God, what do I need to do to change? What do I need to change in me? Is it my perception? Is it my what I'm looking at? Is it what I'm hearing? Is it what I'm what I'm doing? Is it is it how I'm praying, when I'm praying, where I'm praying, or if I'm not praying enough? Is it what do I need to change in order to take on this deliverance and keep this deliverance? God is speaking to us this morning. We have to be mindful that he's speaking. We have to take out what's causing clogging our ears. And hear what God is saying. Let's go to verse five. It says, and a stranger they not follow. Look at that. Stranger danger, right? The stranger they will not follow. And that's what we need to say. Sometimes, you know, when we're confronted with that stranger, that and whether that stranger be, you know, that influence coming in from from the world or whether that stranger sometimes be, be ourselves. Sometimes we look in the mirror, we don't recognize the person that's in front of us. Sometimes, you know, when we find ourselves in a, in a situation, you're like, no, that's not me. I don't, I don't, I don't just talk out of emotions. Right. Or, or I don't, you know, sometimes, you know, we think we're a little bit more subtle than we are. Sometimes we talk out of our frustration. Sometimes we talk out of our anger. Sometimes we talk out of, out of lust. There are different things that talk, that come out of us and we don't even recognize. But when it's on the outside, when it's an outside influence, it's something that we find ourselves following because we it's, it's, it's not as strange to us as we think it is, right? Some things to us are too familiar. Sometimes, you know, when you hear something, it's it's we're you know the things of god seems a little strange right to us but the things of the world seem a little bit too familiar so you know even what that looks like for me i i know uh sometimes what your what comes up in your feed uh in your youtube feed uh or you know whether it be instagram or whatever shows you a track record of what you've what what's gotten your attention right and so you know for me it's you know passive income so, so passive income pops up more often than not. A passive income uh, uh, ad will come up from time to time. And even as you think about, you know, when you think about passive income, the trick is that, you know, from time to time, there, there's there's really nothing that's really passive about passive income. There's going to be some kind of sacrifice that's going to either be made up front or during that's going to be uh, for you to maintain a passive income is going to be something that you're going to have to do that's not going to be passive. And so the reality is that every once in a while to read, I, 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 you can look at the second, you know, the second at the bottom right hand corner of the ad and see how long you're entertaining this. Right. And so and if you if you stay a, a, a little while, they'll take that and be like, OK, well, that guy's attention for 30 seconds. Let's try another ad. Let's try another ad. And let's try another ad. And so even when you think about that, you know, you're whether it be, you know, someone telling you, oh, eat what you want to eat, do what you want to do. You know, the money that you want to make is going to be money that's going to be easy money and all the things. Those are the things that sound so it sounds so familiar. It sounds great, doesn't it? And that's so familiar. And that's something that we get sucked into. Because of uh, uh, we get sucked in because it sounds so familiar, but it's something that we tell ourselves we should be able to eat what we want to eat. We should be able to do it. We should be able to do what we want to do, but we get distracted and pulled into these things. And truth be told, those are the things, those voices and those things like that are the things that's keeping us from our deliverance. That commonality with outside voices and influence stifles the deliverance that we're supposed to be walking in stifles the freedom that we're supposed to be walking in stifles even the very purpose that we're supposed to walk in. So this morning, I want us to take a minute and say, okay, God, 
let me do a hard reset on what I'm hearing. Let me hear a right. Let me hear the right voice, which is your voice, God. God, I want to be willing to change the what I hear, way I hear. I want us to be able to uh, go to God and look and say, God, I want to not take. I don't want that commonality with the stranger's voice. But I want that to be a common thing to know your voice and to walk towards your voice and to follow your voice. It says, but will flee from him. A stranger will not follow, but they will flee from him. And to be honest with you, we have to find ourselves fleeing from that familiar thing that's of the world. Fleeing from the things that what the world is saying, fleeing from the things that sound great and sound good. We have to flee from those things so we can be in tune to what God has for us. We need to not know the voice of a stranger. We need to, it, if, if there's some things that, you know, it, it, we've been presented with that's not in tune or not on track with what, or not in sync with what God is saying, that needs to sound strange to us. We need to find ourselves in a place where it sounds strange to hear something else that God is saying. Whatever God is saying and speaking through the word, that's what should resonate. But if it's not, then that's where we have to find, we have to check ourselves and we have to ask God for that hard reset. So let's go to verse six. So it says, this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were, which he spake unto them. And I love this passage of scripture because, you know, we start talking about, you know, parables and allegories and, and comparisons. And, and, and even as the author is watching Jesus and Jesus is speaking in parables, and he's breaking things down, right? And talking about things that are spiritual, but not necessarily uh, talking about things that are spiritual, but giving it so that the people can, it can be broken down so that people can consume it and understand it. And even in that, you know, sometimes he's talking over people's head because honestly, they probably don't even want to hear what Jesus is speaking. To be honest with you, they're looking at who's speaking and what he's saying. Right here we are talking about, you know, this, uh, you know, Jesus is well documented that Jesus is not particularly, you know, uh, the, the person that would stand out in a crowd. Right. But even we would talk and he's talking about being, you know, the one that's being sent to be a shepherd over people and be the leader of uh, of a whole a whole generation. And, and even as the people are looking upon him there, why would they think that, you know, Jesus is talking about being the one that's necessary to be the gateway to God. And so whether the people are not understanding it because of their comprehension or just not understanding or, or not wanting to understand based on the person that's speaking, they're not getting it. And that's like for some of us, some of us, we just don't get it. We don't get it because we don't want to get it. Or some of us, we just don't get it because we haven't been told. But this morning, God's coming to bring us all to uh, to be in alignment, to be on the same page, understanding this has to go down a certain way. And the way that this is going to go down is through Christ. When we think about this, it kind of speaks to even a, a crowd mentality, right? Because you can see people kind of gravitating towards, you know, people uh, gravitating towards what's popular, gravitating toward toward what seems to be the best, right? Right. Even when you think about, you know, we're, you know, some of us are warrior fans. <laughs> so, and so, you know, we, you know, there's, there's, but even as that, you know, you know there's bandwagon fans, right? And even, you know, for, for A&T, uh, you know, we've been told, told that, you know, it's the greatest homecoming on earth. That's not, we didn't, you know, make up that name. That's because some people have seen that, you know, as things have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, people start to gravitate towards it because it's popular. And even when we think about that, yes, the ways of Jesus are popular, is popular. The ways of God are popular but they don't necessarily understand the underlining message. The underlining message is through him, that's how we get saved. That's how we attain salvation. It's not just about, you know, being blessed. Blessed is, you know, a, a, a subset. It's a, it's a thing that comes al along with the ride, right? But that's not what we're signing up for. What we're signing up for is for ultimately for salvation and to be in alignment and to be in connection with him. 
And so we have to uh, make sure that the crowd, even as we are, and even as we are beacons of light, right? We and people are being pulled towards us, and we don't understand sometimes why people are coming towards us or, or, or gravitating towards us because the light that's shining through us, Jesus's light is shining through us because they see Him on the inside of us. But we have to make sure that they understand that this is uh, we are pointing back to the Father. We understand that, yes, you can be blessed and yes, you can have peace and yes, you can have peace of mind and yes, you can walk in the things of God, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have a connection with God. Yes, you can speak in tongues. Yes, you can pray. Yes, you can have a, 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 a better understanding of God's word, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't have a connection with God. So verse seven it says, then said Jesus unto them again, verily, verily. There it is again. This is a fact. This is a fact. Truth for truth. For real, for real. I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And even when we start talking about this and all that, that that's happened so far, all that we've covered so far, he's saying, okay, yes, the deliverance is right here. I am the door. But he's also saying, okay, so he's all he's, he's the door. He's the doorkeeper and he's the shepherd. And for some of us, when we start talking about, even when we compare this to DoorDash and we start, when we start thinking about, you know, uh, everything is lining up, right? Is the, the, you have to check your receipt. You have to understand what's happening. There's ha everything that's happening right now. There's you getting a three for one special right now. And, and there's a, there, this is a fixed fight. And sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we feel like things have been unsurmountable. What was, what we're fighting against is insurmountable. But I want to let you know this morning that you have the advantage. You need to look and see what's on your receipt. Look and understand God is putting things in position for you to be the victor. You have the door, the doorkeeper, and the shepherd all in one. And he has he's the one that has can under can 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 tell you what's coming in, letting you in, giving you that access that you need, letting you know that there is a, a, a way to get to him through God's word. When we think about doors in cinema, right? And you know, I my my household we we're my my two eldest uh want to be directors in movies and so we talk about certain things from time to time we talk about uh, uh you know how things are you know symbolic uh for different things and even as we talk about doors you know that brings us to you know a few examples that came to mind you know so like in frozen like the doors were used to symbolize separation from elsa and the rest of the world because of her lack of control right or in the matrix the doors symbolized you know separation uh from fantasy and what's reality and then even last night my wife and i we were watching gladiator and and even the main character you know Spoiler alert. Uh, when he passes away at the end, you know, he's opening a door to get access to his family in the afterlife. And so even when we think about doors, doors represents, you know, stepping out of something and into another, into something else entirely different. Right. So doors represent stepping out of something and into something else entirely. And so when we look at that, God is saying it's so it is 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 so amazing that Jesus is fashioning himself as a door and he is so purposeful for him to say that that he is the door because we realize that through him again we have access. Through him we have the freedom that we're looking for. Through him stepping through him and going through him we understand that we have access or that door would have been shut without him. That's a fact. And even as he's saying, verily, verily, this is a fact for us to know and understand that this is the way. He is the way, right? And the truth and the light. He is the one that shows us in order for us to get to what we need to be or get to, get to where we need to be, we have to go through him. That's so important and that's so impactful. Some of us, we try to can I be honest? We try to do marriage on our own. 
right? Some of us, we tried to have the career on our own. Some of us tried to establish a family and bring the family together on our own. Some of us, we tried to uh, 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 put things together on our own with our own hands. Missing the fact that, you know, sometimes Jesus wasn't in the mix. And even when we start talking about that freedom, right, we want our, 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 we want to live a free life, but don't want to go through the means to get that freedom. We try to do it on our, our, ourselves. But he says, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And even when we think about saying specifically the door of the sheep, he could be the door for so many other things, right? But this is specifically for us. Yes, this is specific for the followers. The ones that don't know it all. <laughs> when you think about sheep, they've always been, it's always been defined that they're not the most knowledgeable creatures, right? Not the, it's the ones that are willing to follow. The ones that are willing to be led. The ones that don't, you know, and, and everyone, you know, when we think about, you know, the, the, the appeal, what's the appeal of a sheep? There's not much appeal of a sheep, right? They're not, you know, they're not going to be the, the loudest. They're not going to be the, uh, the ones that are going to be the smartest. They're not going to be the ones that are going to stand out uh, uh, and, and, and be, uh, uh, even being sheep, you have to be one of many, right? There's not really, it's, it's understanding that there's a connection with, you know, everyone else and being a part of something else that's bigger than themselves and coming and being being that in the midst of everything going on right it's about us the collective some of us want to stand out in a crowd some of us want to be uh, at the forefront but as a sheep it's just a, it's a, we're just a collection and even though jesus knows us by name in the onlookers onlookers probably just see just sheep but we have to be okay with that and be led and be uh, uh, be and we follow him through the door, understanding that's the way to prosperity. That's the way to freedom. That's the way to life. So when we go to verse eight, it says, "All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers." And so he's going back to that comparison, right? Me. As uh, Jesus is saying, for myself, I'm one that's going to look out for you. I'm one that's going to care for you and provide for you and show you the way. But there's, of course, there's other influences in our lives that are not looking out for you. Sometimes even subconsciously ourselves, we're not looking out for ourselves. We're looking out for our right now, but not looking out for our future. But Jesus has taken all those things into consideration. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So he's repeating and saying that again, just to make sure that he that we understand there's a difference. And so when we go to verse nine, he says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. And so when we start talking about saved, that deliverance is defined as a rescue from bondage or danger. And so even when we think about deliverance, deliverance in the Bible is acts as, you know, where God is, is rescuing his people. And so the comparison in Old Testament deliverance is focused primarily on God's removal of those who are in the midst of trouble and danger. But another aspect of deliverance concerns the here and present in a more temporal way. Believe we as believers are are delivered from uh yes from all the things over time for you know for for all time but also we're delivered in this current trial in current trials in current tribulations. God, we have to look and make sure that we understand that deliverance can take on different forms. Deliverance can take on, yes, he's talking about your eternal existence, but he's also talking about your right now present situation, your right now situations and circumstances. God simply walking you through your trials and tribulations by your side as he's comforting you and encouraging you and showing you that you are now maturing in the faith. You are not the same person that you once were. That can be deliverance. 
You understanding that Jesus is real, that can be deliverance. You understanding that you are a better person because Jesus is on your side, that's a deliverance. You, because all of these things are in collection, bring a piece about understanding that there is a brighter day. There is, there is another thing that God can pull me through and push me uh, to uh, pull me through and, and, and make sure that I'm understanding and seeing that things are changing in my life for the better. That's deliverance. Yes, sometimes we put, you know, there's a more uh, theatrical, if you will, uh, uh, perception of what deliverance is. You know, there there is the and and and, and not to say that this, you know, a, a, an act, but I'm just saying that sometimes we think that deliverance has to look like, you know, uh, you know, the 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 whole you know, crying or, 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 or foaming of the mouth or, or devils coming out or all of that stuff that, you know, we've seen over time, but deliverance earnestly can be just you, just God moving you through and transitioning you through certain situations and circumstances. You can be delivered because you have a different mindset of how things look now. That's a form of deliverance. You can, even if you have a piece about something that happened in your past, now that you have now that you didn't have before, that's a form of deliverance. And so even understanding that as you are moving and transitioning through these things, he's constantly delivering you. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find passion. Now, let's look at that. Shall go in and out. Understanding that this is a constant walk. You're constantly having to look to be delivered. This is not just a one-time spiel. This is not something that just happens one time. I'm delivered and I'm good. God's saying in and out. Some days are better than others. Some days are going to be, there, there might be some times where you might have some, some setbacks. And God's saying, okay, well, there is room for you to get back through me. No setback. And it's not saying that we uh, are saying that we purposely do what we need to do to, you know, to go out and, you know, and get back in. We don't want to frustrate God's grace, but we understand that grace is present through Christ. And he wants to put you in a place where even as you're going in and going out, you're to find pasture, to find that safety in him, to find that place in him, to understand that there is, there is a place for you because of Jesus. As he's showing us that he's a rescuer, as he's showing us that he is a keeper, as he's showing us as he's a provider, he's showing us. It's all through him. So even as we go to verse 10, it says God wants us, God wants us to be free. God wants us to be free. In verse 10, it says, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy, but he wants us to be free. I come, what Jesus says, I come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly, very popular passage of scripture. But even as we look at this, we understand that there is those influences, whether that be outside influences or influences that we put on ourselves, influences, influences that we've influenced ourselves in because of our mindset and our twisted way of thinking about certain things. Those things don't do anything but steal, kill and destroy. It steals your time. It steals your self-perception. It steals your uh, 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 wanting to go on in some cases. It steals that drive, that motivation, that passion, that zeal for the things of God. It flushes, it, it, it flushes those things out or it sometimes extinguishes that earnest desire to be in sync with God. It kills and destroys us trying to be free. God wants us to be free this morning. And even when we start talking about that deliverance, that deliverance is at the door. 
we should there's we should there should be a haste an urgency for us to go back to the things of god an urgency for us to get back in alignment with god because we need to understand we were that close to being 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 out of here we were that close to being uh uh outside of on the outside looking in saying, oh, I wish I would have been there. I could have been there. I used to be there. And that's what the enemy wants for us. He wants us to be reluctant about going back. He wants us to be reluctant to thinking that we even deserve it. But I want to assure you this morning, it's at the door. Your deliverance is at the door. And it's not just there for you. It's, it's, it's not just there for you because, you know, uh, it's not just there for you, for you to, to, for you to feel like it's always going to be there, but it's there for you to understand that there is, that his love is real. His love is present and God wants you to see him moving through that. There's so many voices and so many influences that we have to turn our, turn away from. But God wants us to turn our attention back to him. Your deliverance is at the door. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being, for just listening to what God is saying this morning. God wants us all to make sure that we are following in the ways of deliverance. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever God is trying to show you, he wants us to understand we can't do it on our own, but we have to go through Jesus. And we can't be uh, uh, fooled into thinking that this is something we can obtain on our own, but we know the one that can do it. We know the one that wants to do it. He's present. He's at the door. He's waiting for you. He is the door, which is even more important. <laughs> so amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchoffilla.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchoffilla.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.